You know we love staying connected. From current events to drama and celebrity gossip, we stay in the know. But it can be hard to keep up when your Wi-Fi cuts out around the house. You know, spotty in one room, but strong in the other. Thankfully, the next generation Xfinity 10G network can help by keeping you connected to everything you love with reliable wall-to-wall Wi-Fi. That means you can stay up to date on all the latest buzz in real time from room to room. Start listening to your favorite podcasts in the kitchen and listen all over the house as you put your laundry away. Better yet, the whole family can work, stream, and play on multiple devices, all with a fast and reliable connection. With the next generation Xfinity 10G network, your entire house can keep up with all the action with less buffering. Get it all from the network made for streaming, the Xfinity 10G network. So many of us love coffee. Mm-hmm. Like the living for it type of love. Some like it hot, some like it iced with a splash of creamer, and some like it with a cold foam topping. Many of us stop into coffee shops on our way to work more often than we'd like to admit. Oh, yes. But now, thanks to International Delight Cold Foam Creamer, you can make cold foam coffee at home. It's honestly game-changing. You can just shake the canister and spray it onto your coffee. And voila, you've got an incredible cold foam coffee at home. No frothing, fancy machines, or mess required. Ooh, an International Delight Cold Foam Creamer foams and creams your coffee from top to bottom. And the best part, mm-hmm. it works on both hot and iced coffees. Oh my gosh, I'm drooling. Okay, so it comes in three foaming delicious flavors. French vanilla, sweet and creamy, and caramel macchiato. So you can switch things up depending on your mood. Look for your favorite flavor next time you're at the grocery store. And be prepared to say goodbye to your barista. Okay, Bree, so what reminds you of college days? French vanilla. I mean, Bree and I lived on International Delight French Vanilla. And you know what's the cutest thing? Is every time our dad comes to visit... He calls me because I always be like, what do you want me to get the grocery store? And he's like, oh, make sure to get, it's always International Delight French Vanilla Creamer because I can't have it without my coffee. So guess what I'm getting my dad when he comes to visit because I know I'm going to love it. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. French vanilla, of course. You guys, this is a game changer. Okay. How many of us spend too much money at coffee shops? Me. Me. Yes. And we deserve as human beings, to have that yummy, delicious coffee Why we all go to the coffee shops. And I'll be honest, I've kind of always wanted to be a barista, and now I can in my kitchen at my home. I'm really excited to have this, and I can't wait to hear what Dad thinks. International Delight Cold Foam Creamer. It's foaming delicious. What up, everyone? Welcome back to the Bellas Podcast. Yes, welcome back. And you know, Bri, I got to tell you, I have been feeling this new supermoon, what it's been serving, the energy. I mean, I'm feeling it, girl. Oh, I agree with you. Well, it sounds like the Bellas are about to get spiritual on today's podcast. And you know, we have the perfect guest for it. We have Marianne freaking Williamson. Can't wait. All right, here we go. Happy hump day, Bella Army. I'm Nicole. And I'm Brie, and this is the Bella's Podcast. I'm okay, Brie. So I have a confession. I've been having these crazy, weird, vivid dreams lately, and you're not going to believe who's in them and the conversations that we're having. Ooh, I got to hear this. All right, let's pop that bottle. All right, everyone. So today, Brie and I are opening up with a beautiful bottle of Viadere. V-Dare is actually one of my favorite, I would say red blends, one of my favorite wines. I mean, it's not my opus, but it's definitely my second favorite. And it's one of the most gorgeous wineries I've ever been to. So if you are ever visiting Napa Valley, go to Viadere Vineyards. The story of Viadere is incredible, but the view you will thank me. Right, Brie, you've been. I have been. And I have to say it's amazing. And I have to say the woman who runs it has a pretty incredible story. So yeah, uh, she's a badass. I actually, 
I did one of those things where you drink too much. And then when you're walking out, I bought a book and like every little thing you could imagine that they had, they were sold. I bought and I walked out with. (laughs) I love it. I mean, they're, they're just, it's a rare wine and it's a delicious wine. It really is. And the view is amazing. Yeah. And I kind of like it because they have this like limited edition wine called Dare by Via Dare. And I feel like it's kind of goes with what we're going to be chatting about today. Ooh, like what? Well, you know, I feel like we've never really talked about like how obsessed you and I are with the moon. You and I are very strong believers in the moon's energy and astrology, astrology, the universe. And if any of you are into that, we are right now in a Mercury retrograde and it's in Scorpio season, which Brie and I are Scorpios. What, 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 but what this retrograde has represented, I have fully been feeling it. Have you, you know, it's weird because I mean, I, I definitely feel like people know you and I are into astrology and Mm -hmm. energy and spiritual stuff because I do feel like we do talk about it a lot and we'll showcase little things here and there, whether it's on Total Bellas or on IGs. But I do feel energy. I feel when there feels like there's a shift in something. I definitely feel like when anytime a full moon is coming or whatever retrograde's happening, I do feel like I feel it. Like, can I just tell you something right before this podcast? Guess what happened right in front of my house? Uh, Alien appeared and was like, peace be with you. I don't know. How'd you know? No. Hmm. Um, A mini little fender bender. Right in front of your house? Yeah. Is that not weird? Like, I live in a hidden little spot, you guys. Like, there's no one driving. And, but it's weird because when that happened, I was like, whoa, that's the energy that I feel like there's been this weird, staticky, like weird energy. Just almost an aggressive, intense one is what I've been feeling lately. Uh, maybe that's coming from your house. Just kidding. Why? What Watch out for feeling? the Scorpio. No, I mean, I, I definitely sometimes when I'm in Mercury retrograde and I'm in our disagreements, I'd like to say our arguments. I like to blame the energy of the universe. I'm like, look. I'm not a psycho. You kind of are. <laughs> it's just that time of the moon's month, if you know what I mean. No, you're you're like the Scorpio where the tail's always trying to nail someone. And No, I'm kind at first. And then if you cross the Scorpio, yeah, the tail is going to find you. But one thing I, I found interesting was they were saying during this Scorpio season is that you have extremely vivid dreams. And I've had such vivid dreams lately. And it's kind of, it, they, they say like it kind of enhances, you know, your intuition, but it is weird. Some of the stuff I've been dreaming, like, you know, those times when you have dreams and you're like, wait, did that happen? Or was I dreaming? Oh yeah. I woke up really grumpy at Brian the other morning because of a dream. Oh, why? You thought he cheated on you or something? No, worse. I literally thought he let Birdie ride a bicycle down an escalator and she hurt herself. <laughs> oh my god! And it felt so real. <laughs> and I felt like I was walking, like strolling with Buddy and I came up and I saw Bertie about to go and I go, Brian, stop her. And he just looked at me like a sloth, like slowly, slowly goes the sloth. And I was like, ah, and then like I saw Bert go down so fast and like eat it and get really hurt. And I woke up and I'm sure to our listeners, I, I think you guys all probably do this too, but I go, Hey Brian. So like, if you're ever around an escalator and Bertie's on a bike, please like, stay away and he goes why would we be on a bicycle by an escalator but I'm like but I feel like my dream is making me tell you this that please don't let our daughter go down an escalator on a bicycle and he's like yeah I got it (laughs) he's probably like yeah I mean he's like what psycho he'd probably be arrested (laughs) right yeah (laughs) who did I marry gosh these twins just kidding but well what I found (laughs) weird about my dreams is the season right now in this retrograde, it, it's supposed to be like where we get a deeper understanding of ourselves and our journeys and like our true purpose and even getting clarity on the past. And my dreams have been that. Really? I mean, full on conversations with exes, like as if we met up for coffee. Wait a and, sec. Why haven't you told me about this? I don't know, Brie. Like, I mean, I know you're my toy, but sometimes I like to keep things to myself. Well, actually, no, I, it's just probably because I'm busy with Mateo because you know I tell you. I'd be like, Brie, and you'd be like, what? And I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah, you tell me everything. Yeah. So it's been like very vivid. But what's weird is it has brought me such clarity. And I think maybe- Wait, wait, know, hold up. 
We need to hear these conversations. What brought you clarity? Who, and what acts? Who'd you talk with? Oh, see, that's why I don't tell you things. Okay, just give us a description. Uh, no, because I'm going to make another headline that's going to make it like, oh, she always talks about him or blah, blah, uh, blah. By the way, if you're talking about John, that was a six years of your life. We're allowed to say it. A long time. I, I know, but you know what sucks is when you have a super public relationship, even if you want to talk about things you've been through, unfortunately, the media makes it like talking about him again. It's like sometimes I can't even talk about things I've gone through because they can make it such a negative, which is so unfortunate. It's like, no, actually, that was it was even longer than six years of my life. And I grew up a lot and I learned a lot in that. So sometimes when I go back to relate to it or need to have clarity about it, that's okay because I'm human. But Nicole, that's just the downfalls of having a public relationship. Don't live your life based on what media thinks. So let's hear it. What was just crazy is these vivid dreams. I felt like they have come to me and have given me so much clarity. So it it, it was just weird because... I don't know. This is why I'm so spiritual because I believe in the energy and I I believe when these retrogrades come and the meanings of them, it is crazy when you sit and you look at your life and everything that's happening or why my relationships like this, or I got a deal that came in front of me and I really need to look at it. Like when you actually take the time to look what's going on in the universe and above us, it makes sense. And it actually can help you with decision-making. But what I just found weird is that I was having these dreams and that it was exactly what they said is going on right now. And what one thing it said is why things happened the way it did. And that's like why my clarity oh, interesting. Like really hit me. And, and I don't know too, because also Artem's on Dancing with the Stars right now. And that's brought up feelings because think of when we had Lisa Vanderpump on and I get asked this all the time. You had to feel something for Artem, right? Because how close my breakup was and I, I feel like I'm going to hear it the rest of my life. And, you know, I had to open up to Artem recently because I this is the first time Artem's been back on Dancing with the Stars since we've been in a serious relationship. And I said, I can't help it. It brings me these feelings of what everyone thinks of like, you guys had to like each other. You had to be all these things. And it, it was bringing up these emotions for me. And I think going through postpartum depression didn't help, but not feeling great. Do you know what I mean? Right. It was making me feel like people just have this certain perception of me or of Artem and I because of the timing of everything. And these dreams gave me clarity of that and, and kind of took that feeling away and, and also why things happened how they did, you know? And, yeah. and I look at Mateo and I believe it. It's like I see the moon in his eyes. Oh, my goodness. Oh, he has these full moon eyes. They're so cute. It's weird because I even feel like with Brian and I, like lately we've become like all of a sudden he starts sleeping in the bed because we've been doing like just total trying to survive mode, right? He's been sleeping on the couch. I sleep and people think we're crazy. I take the whole master bedroom, but he's on bird schedule. I'm on buddy's schedule, but it was weird. Like a week ago, he just like, is like, I need to be in the bed now. And I'm like, well, yeah, I've been wanting you to sleep in the bed, but I've been respecting the fact that you get a good night's sleep because you have to be on bird schedule. Wow. But it's weird. Just even like the energy with us and just our conversations and how we've been laughing at certain things. It's reminded me of when we were dating, just laughing at certain wrestling stuff and, like almost the old Brie and Brian. Well, you know, Brie, this retrograde they're saying is has like resolutions to emotional blockages. Whoa. And so it's like, yeah, it almost like lifts that up and it like drew him in. I, I'm telling you this stuff, when you dissect the meaning of it, it, it brings so much clarity to you. Also showing us that we are in the right place at the right time. And like, I feel that and certain aspects of my life, but it's also crazy to think of everything that we are going through in the world. Right. But it's, you know, right now we're in a place that we're supposed to have more depth and a greater purpose and meaning. And that's why I'm really excited about our next guest because I feel like she embodies that fully. I agree. And I also, I feel like before you introduce her, I feel like a lot of people this year have been really digging deep and trying to find who they really are. And people who aren't even spiritual or kind of always doubted the soul 
aspect of life and, you know, the spiritual world and realms, I feel like I've been searching for it since 2020. I feel like 2020 has been one of those years that people are like, okay, I'm feeling something and I need to know what is it. You're feeling the shift. Like I just, I look at Artem and I look at Mateo and everything we have. And I'm like, I'm literally in the right place at the right time in my life. Like this was meant to be, this is my family. We're growing. We're making decisions together as one. We're communicating more. And I'm learning more about myself as like how I want to live more in the future. Like I want to simplify. I want to have less. I want to have a greater purpose. I want to make changes. You know, hopefully one day I could be like my sister and only wear vegan products, you know? Yeah. Slow, slow changes, baby steps, but no, but what I mean, it, it is crazy. You're right. This 2020 mother nature has wrapped me in her branches and has taken me in. And it is crazy. How, like what you feel. Right. You know what I told Brian? Hmm. I told him this the other day. I said, I picture mother earth, right? This cute little like planet. And she's looking through the window and she sees a kid sitting there in this playroom that from top to bottom has every toy you can imagine, has all this stuff to play with. The mom sitting in the corner on her phone, scrolling Instagram and Mother Earth just like knocking at the window and telling the kid like, come here. And the kid's like, Mm -hmm. I am bored in this room with everything. And my mom, who's sitting here, but not really here mentally, because she's Mm -hmm. busy scrolling Instagram. And the kid goes outside, and I just picture Mother Earth grabbing the kid by its hand, and they're running through, like, flower fields, and they're, like, skipping rocks in a creek, and they're Mm. laying in the grass, and they're looking up at the clouds saying, that looks like a lion, and that looks like a, you know, moon. But I picture how much fun that is compared to this room full of shit with the mom who's not engaged being there present but not really present and I feel like 2020 I was telling Brian this I'm like I feel like that's 2020 it's like woken people up in a way of they're like this isn't present yeah a lot of presents but not present what is present and they're on that soul search you know and then I would love to be with mother nature when she puts the kid down to sleep and then pops open that bottle of wine or actually probably grab some grass that she wants to smoke up from the earth that she's grown <laughs> in. And then we sit and talk stories like, let's just shoot the shit. Yeah. She'll say, I'll, I'll start from the beginning. And we'll be like, oh my yeah. gosh, we'll be here all night. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Brie, get the case of opus. <laughs> oh my kidding. gosh. <laughs> but I'm really excited about our guest, uh, Marianne Williamson. I mean, I'm sure everyone, when I say that name, you know it. She is a best-selling author of numerous books. Seven of her 13, she is a New York Times best-selling author. She's very much known for her book, A Return to Love. She's a self-help advisor and a spiritual guru. And can I say a spiritual guru to share Bette Midler. Gwyneth Paltrow. Yes. I mean... Alanis Morissette wrote a song for her. Alanis Morissette wrote a song for her, but not only that... She was running in the 2020 presidential Democratic primary, and she was, when they debated that night, was the most person that was searched on that panel. And it's because how she spoke, she was just so inspiring that I think so many people wanted to know, who is this person? And I'm just so honored that she's coming on to our podcast. Right, because she spoke a love. And I think spoke a love and that stood out to everyone. And can we just say that? What is it like her voice takes me back to like the twenties or the fifties. And it's like, of course she speaks a love and light. I feel like maybe if I speak a love more, I can start to get that cool swaggy voice. Uh, I've always wanted that. Well, maybe if you tell us about your <laughs> little conversations you had in your dreams, then we could work on the girl. Voice. That tea I was sipping was for me and me only. Oh, but let man. me tell you. I got a lot of clarity. That's all you need to know. I knew you were going to go back to it. Just know that it brought a lot of harmony in a great way. Hey, and your man's back in your bed, so good for you. (laughs) A lot of good things. And by the way, I have so many questions about that because I'm like, so he hasn't been in your bed, which I know, so... Brie hasn't been getting laid. Well, we'll save that for another conversation. All right. I want to bring Marianne on because I need to get enlightened and I just cannot wait to hear her speak. So I say we bring her on. Yes, let's do this. I've been waiting for this interview. All right, everyone. So here is Marianne Williamson. 
Texas Pete is a sauce that allows you to sauce like you mean it. It's generosity in its simplest form, and it's a swagger people have who know what's good. That's right. Each Texas Pete sauce is packed with bold, balanced flavor. The signature tanginess is what makes it a legendary hot sauce that can be used on just about anything. It has been at the center of dinner tables since 1929 and is still heating things up today. Oh yeah, and you know, you're definitely going to want to try every flavor. The original hot sauce has a famous secret blend of fermented peppers. The hotter hot sauce is three times hotter than the original and not for the faint of heart. Sabor by Texas Pete adds authentic Mexican flavor. Yum, and their dust-dry seasoning matches the flavor of the original hot sauce and a flavorful dry rub. Mm, it's just making my mouth water thinking about it. I mean, I'm always reaching for the Texas Pete. I think we put it on our breakfast, lunch, and dinner. And we really do. And we actually even sneak hot sauce in our purses, so if restaurants don't have hot sauce, we put it on. Texas Pete goes with me everywhere I go. Texas Pete, sauce like you mean it. Visit texaspeat.com and use the store locator to find Texas Pete products as well as purchase sauces and get recipe inspiration. And use the promo code PODCAST24 for 20% off at texaspeat.com. Brian and I tried Factor Meals, and they are so popular with us. And let me tell you why. Eating better is easy with Factor's delicious, ready-to-eat meals. Every fresh, never-frozen meal is chef-crafted, dietitian-approved, and ready to go in just two minutes. There's over 35 different options to choose from every week, including Calorie Smart, Protein Plus, and Keto. There are more than 60 add-ons to help you stay fueled up and feeling good all day. Get started today and get after your goals. Fuel up fast with Factors restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. No prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Discover a wide variety of easy options for the entire day, like breakfast, midday bites, and more. Get as much or as little as you need by choosing your meals every week. You can pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Factor is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast, premium options with no cooking required. Factor is less expensive than takeout and every meal is dietitian approved to be nutritious and delicious. I love how these Factor meals are so quick and easy to make. In the Danielson household, the Factor meals are very popular. Let's just say my husband tried one and now I feel like I have to protect all my other meals before he goes through them. But he and I love the fact that they're so easy to make. You know exactly what you're eating. They're healthy. You know the calorie intake. And there is no mess. Because when you have two kids and two dogs, there's always messes. So the fact that a meal doesn't have to be messy, thank you. Head to factormeals.com slash twins50 and use code twins50 to get 50% off. That's code TWINS50 at factormeals.com slash TWINS50 to get 50% off. Join Macy's and Girls Inc. to empower a new generation of leaders now during Women's History Month. Throughout March, you can help fund STEM and college and career readiness programming for girls when you donate online to Girls Inc. or round up your purchase. Plus, shop women-owned and founded brands like Kaylee Cosmetics, New Face, and Better Not Younger. Learn more and celebrate the creative power of women now and all year round at Macy's.com slash purpose. You know what I love? The one thing that you always say, and I feel like it's weird. It's one of those things. I feel like I'm seeing it with people, but at the same time, I feel like media wise, we're not seeing it. But when you always talk about love and bringing love in, Hmm. and I just feel like for me, it's almost been like a pandemic. It's been such an unknown thing. I feel like every morning when we wake up, we're like, okay, is the pandemic done? Because we're always used to, I feel like in our society, there being like a start, a middle and an end. And we haven't seen the end yet. So it makes people a little anxious. 
But at the same time, I do feel like a lot of people are talking about love and trying to love each other more because when things are unknown, it's almost like scary times. Absolutely. Absolutely. Uh, First of all, as you said, Americans aren't used to not getting our way. We're not used to a situation that can't be fixed. You could almost feel the point at which we went, okay, enough with COVID. I'm ready to move forward. And when COVID didn't cooperate, everybody was like, well, damn. Yeah. So that that's definitely happening. And also, I think one of the reasons we're all talking about love is because hate is so out there in a way that we've never seen in our country in our lives. We always knew that there were hateful people, but we haven't in our country, anything near our lifetime, seen hate groups that are mm-hmm. politicized, that are actual force, that are actually on the streets. And of course, it it reminds us this is not the way it's supposed to be. This is not the way we want life to be for our children. This is not the way we want to raise our children. So sometimes when you see the darkness, it reminds you of the light. And I think seeing all that hate has reminded us that we really do love each other. And that really should be guiding our lives. And terrible things happen when it doesn't. And in your opinion, like what steps can we do to repair like the hate that's happening in our country and how can we move forward with love? Like where, where do people even start? Well, I think we start with our own lives and our own personalities mm-hmm. and our own hearts. Both of you are mothers. And to me, it all starts there. Whether you are a biological mother, whether you are an adoptive mother, or, or whether you don't have children, but you have matured in your own thinking to the realization that our caring for future generations is that's the natural flow of life. And you think of what you would do for your children. And we need to evolve to a place where we want that for every mother's child. So that we expand the consciousness of knowing that our our job here is to take care of the children and to take care of the home. And that means everybody's children. And it means the earth itself, which is our shared home. It's where we already live, but we live it in our personal lives. The same principles that make up right relationship, how you want to be with your husbands, your boyfriends, your children, uh, your colleagues, your associates, all of those things that people talk about, what's character, what's forgiveness, what's compassion, what's boundaries, what's getting it right, what's being kind, what's laying down uh, my truth. Those questions about life should not just apply to our personal lives. Mm -hmm. They should apply to relationships between and among countries. They should apply to uh, policies. I'll give you an example as mothers, and I'm a mother as well. We now have in this country pesticides which are known uh, to do harm to a developing child's brain. Mm -hmm. And the last couple of years, they've removed the ban to that. Now, I don't care where you live. I don't care if you're in a gated community. I don't care where you live. You might not know what pesticides your neighbor is using. Now, why are those pesticides sold given the fact that we know scientists are very clear it harms a developing child's brain? No, no mother today needs to be told about the, the dangers of environmental toxins, all the questions about asthma, all the questions about autism, all the questions like what's going on, right? And yet those things are happening outside the bubble of our personal lives. They have to do with public policy. They have to do with society and economics. So what the society says, and women like yourselves are a perfect example, and I am too. Look, honey, you're making it in the private sector, so just be happy. Mm -hmm. You just be happy. You, you, you're making enough money and you look really good. Look at all the things you can do. And it's kind of a distraction mechanism from some things that are going on. I don't care how much money you have. I don't care where you live. You're not going to be able to protect yourself. And COVID is a perfect example. COVID comes to you whether you're rich or you're poor. And the, the dangers that confront us now have no respect whether it has to do with environmental toxins. You know, I used to say to people all the time, good luck with all that green juice, good luck with all that gluten-free. Because if they're poisoning the air and they're poisoning the food supply and they're poisoning the water by gutting the Clean Water Act, you cannot protect yourself or your children. So I think it's a call to us, to women really, to say if it matters for my child, there is no public issue that will not make it to my private door. My own child will not ultimately be safe. I cannot guarantee the safety of my own child. 
and my own home if I'm not also addressing the safety of every mother's child and the earth itself. And that's part of the awakening that I think is happening right now. And it also makes women like yourselves, like me, all of us who are privileged, who have been fortunate enough to say, wait a minute, the game that's played is you made it. What are you complaining about? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah. And then you go, wait a minute. It's not that simple that you begin to realize your success is meant to be a means to an end. Yeah. You have a platform. I mean, women like yourself are extremely are extremely uh, powerful. The fact that you have other people's ears and the fact that you have women's ears and the fact that you have young women's ears, this is power because I think that's the vortex out of which the rebirth of our society will come. Oh, I, yeah. I definitely agree. You know, it's funny because, you know, my husband and I, we've always been very eco-friendly and we live more green life and we always wish we could be more green and we know we can be and we're working on that. And he and I talk all the time that, you know, when you step into nature and anyone who needs to take a moment to pause in life or with stress or anything, they go to nature and they look and they smell and they see and they're like, oh, I feel refreshed. It's like, well, why not that every day? And it kills me because by killing the planet, we're killing ourselves. And I don't think people really stop to actually think about that. Yeah. Well, I think also for us to think about how many millions of children, even here in this country, they live in neighborhoods where any flowers they see are through the cracks in the cement. There are no parks, very few, if any, trees. They see the sky, but some of those neighborhoods are called our domestic war zones where parents don't even feel safe to let their children walk around the block to look at the sky because of gun violence, etc. So it's not just people who get to enjoy nature. Why don't we do it more? It's to think about how many don't even get to enjoy it. Wow. Gosh. That gives me goosebumps. so true. Yeah. Because you never stop to think of that. But you know what? This is the thing. And I think one of the reasons people would say, I don't want to talk about it because there's nothing I can do. But that's not the point. Because if you do talk about it and you think about it, you're different. You, mm -hmm. you just feel the difference inside yourself. You just yeah. feel something expand. You're in a different center of emotional gravity when you do. And then, you know, like even the fact that we just talked about that for a minute, then any of the three of us, you see some newspaper article that has to do with children in certain neighborhoods. It's not even about what do I do. At this point, it's what do I see? What do I refuse to look away from? Mm -hmm. What do I refuse to not think about? And then the to, what you, there is for you to do will show up in your life and you'll know. It's so true. You know, being a new mom, it is crazy how much Now, is my, this one your first? You yeah. had already had a child, but you, yes. Nikki, this is your first? Yes. Yeah. So Brie has a three-year-old daughter and then her baby boy. And so this is my first. And it is crazy how much your perspective does change. Absolutely. Yeah. You become so selfless, but... It is crazy when they say that lioness comes out and yep. how protective. All I can think about even more so is like, how can I make this world a better place for my son when he's older? Like, I want Absolutely. him to enjoy life. I want him to have a family. I want to see my grandkids and I want them to not be worried about things that I'm worried about now. And it, I wish everyone can think that way, even if you don't have a child, because it's just crazy. You're right. If everyone's just had these minds like moms, how much the world would be such a better place. So think about what you just said. Yeah. If everybody had the mind like a mom, yeah, the world would be a better place. Mm -hmm. That like really take that in yeah. the consciousness of a mom, mm -hmm. right. whether it's in a man or a woman yeah. and the people who hold to the levers of power in this society do not come from that place of priority for the most part. Some do. Right. But that's why we as moms must demand it, because one of the things that you also know as mothers is anybody comes for your child, they're going to have to go through you. Mm -hmm. Because that thing that happens when we're moms, we're fierce about it. Mm -hmm. Don't you even think about it. Think what the world will be like when we're that way about every mother's child. Wow. I mean, 12,000 children. It's such a big number. It, it's almost difficult to conceive. Yeah. 12,000 children starve on this planet every day. Oh my gosh. 
Now, on one hand, you can say that in certain circles and people will say, well, yeah, you know, but the numbers are better. Yeah, I know the numbers are better. Because the thing is, there's no dearth of food. Right. The way we're going, we could get there. But right now, there's no dearth of food. It all has to do with the human agreements that we're making. Mm -hmm. And how, on some level, could we not be registering the pain? And by the way, to even think about, first of all, how it would feel to starve to death. Number two, how it would be holding a baby in your arms, a child in your arms, mommy, I'm hungry. Oh, devastating. I couldn't even imagine. I don't mean to be a downer here. It's just no, these it's, are the things which... This, no, but... But this is the this we is can't the talk about love and not go there. You know? Right? No, it's true. That's the true. thing. You talk about love. We want to talk about love. We got to talk about love. Yes. Right. Got to make it deep. It, it's one hundred percent true. It's like people need to think that way more, especially someone who wasn't a mom, and now I am. But I wish I could have heard things like this more before I birthed a child, so I, I could know that it, it took till I birthed a child to really feel these things. And but you're feeling it now. Nature yeah. puts it in you. I mean, yeah. I'm with you. I have a, have a child myself, and it's all part of the, the, the intuitional knowing and hormonal uh, fierceness mm-hmm. that uh, has built up over millions of years in terms of the evolution of the species. The species would not survive were it not for the fierce members of the species. You know, you can look at any advanced mammalian species that survives and thrives. And one of the common characteristics is the fierce behavior of the adult female when she senses there is a threat to her cubs. You know, mm-hmm. if you go to Montana or someplace like that and you're going to go into the wilderness and people will tell you, oh, the black bears are fine. Just don't get near their babies. Yeah. They'll come after you. Right. You see it in the tigers and in the, in the, the bears, the lions, you get near their cubs, they're coming after you. Mm-hmm. And if that's true of every species that survives and thrives, what does that say about us? Right. I mean, gosh. Because, I mean, there are so many ways in which we are not tending to business. We, we are not yeah. taking care. And uh, the fact that you and I feel it, we now need to take those feelings and collectivize them so that they're not just something we think about in terms of our own families, but all families. It's so yeah. true. What do you think? Amen to that. Yeah. What do you feel is missing? Like when it comes to the human race, do you think it's we've been blinded so much by greed and power? Or what is it that you feel like that we're missing out that like animal species have that we don't have? Well, I think people are good. I think people are decent. I think the the average American is a good and decent person. I think the average American cares about all the things that you and I have been talking about. But the average American is very busy. The average American is just doing everything they can to keep their head above water, taking care of their own children. The problem has been the fact that over the last 40 years, politics, which is nothing but our collective behavior, has become hijacked by business interests that put short-term profit for their own businesses before the health and well-being of people. Well, that's, a government is here to serve its people. Right. You know, I uh, have a podcast now, and the podcast actually that I'm posting tonight is with a man who has taken on the big oil company called Chevron. It used to be called Texaco back in the 1960s. And there was a huge environmental disaster where millions and millions of acres of the Amazon became just filled with this awful, awful oil spill that not only poisoned the Amazon, but created horrible diseases and horrible consequences among the Ecuadorian indigenous people there. And Chevron, instead of cleaning it up, has come after the lawyers to try to destroy their lives and their careers of the lawyers that try to hold them accountable. And you see this over and over again, this adoption of a business ethos where how much money the health insurance company makes, how much money the big pharmaceutical company makes, how much money the NRA makes, how much money the chemical company makes, how much money the food company makes. And that's not where we live as people. Mm-hmm. That You and I would never put our money before the safety and the well-being of our children. We would never do that. First, you take care of the babies. First, you make the home is safe. And then, of course, you want to make money and you want to have profit and all. That's a good thing. 
But this has become, we've, we've taken it to a place of, of almost like sociopaths. You know, a sociopath doesn't have any empathy, no sense of ethical or moral consideration. And because of all the corporate money that wields influence over our government, our government is more answerable to those chemical companies and those oil companies, et cetera, than they are answerable to the safety and the well-being of your child. Because like I said, I don't care where you live and I don't care how successful you are. Look at COVID. You're not right. any less vulnerable. And same is true of the pesticides and same is true of the drinking water, you know, yeah. and on and on and on. But that's, so that's what's up in our society right now. Everybody's looking at it. It's not like I'm saying anything. People no. don't know. And... You know, it's, it, it, I think when we're going through a crisis in our personal lives, it's painful. Yeah. And this is a crisis in our collective life. And we're having to look at stuff and stuff's coming up. And, um, you know, I've worked in my career uh, for decades now. What I've noticed, because in my career, you know, I work up close and personal with people who are in trouble. People don't usually come to me because things are going well. Usually it's that they just learned they have cancer or um, they're gone bankrupt or their spouse left and they didn't expect it, whatever. And what I've seen, you know, we have this image, oh, terrible things happened and people crumbled and fell apart. What I've seen is something different. In, when you are told terrible news, the average person I've seen within the first five minutes, all those things which are ultimately unimportant just fall away. You hear your child has cancer? Yeah, you cry, and then you want to hear from the doctor, what are we going to do? What are the treatment options? What are we going to do? You find out you owe much more money than you know, and you might go bankrupt. You, you say to the accountant and the lawyer, what are my options? Sometimes it's when problems arise that we find out really how intelligent we can be. And I think that's what's happening in this country. This awakening is painful, but we're going to be far better people. And that's where we're going to be a far better country. And I also think that there have been too many women acting like little girls in America and too many men acting like little boys. And you know, because you're mothers, you're not a little girl anymore. Mm -mm. The only way your children get to be children is if you get to be an adult. Yeah. You know, we, we, everybody talks about going to therapy and our inner child and, you know, what happened to us in our childhood. But a generation of Americans more concerned than any generation before us with our own childhood traumas are the most neglectful of the children in our midst of any generation before us. Wow. That is crazy when you think of that. So... When we're talking about these big companies and, and the power and how they just shut these people out, and do you see, like, are we ever going to win the battle against these yes. massive companies? Yes, yes, because there have been times in American history where we have before. Remember, we abolished slavery. That was what our ancestors. Yeah. They abolished slavery. They gave women the right to vote. They dismantled segregation. Other generations have pushed back. Other generations, that was the, they founded the labor unions. They passed child labor laws. This is just our turn. This is just the latest iteration. But you have to wake up to what's going on. Totally. And one of the biggest problems is money and politics. And that's why until we get rid of all the money and politics, the change is not going to happen. And that will probably at this point take a constitutional amendment. And even for that, it means we're going to have to elect people who, who you feel align with the consciousness of what you feel is a righteous life. Yeah. Thrive Market is a go-to for all of your grocery and household essentials and the convenience of getting everything online, then quickly shipped to your doorstep is a huge time saver. Thrive Market carries brands with the highest quality ingredients and sourcing methods. They restrict hundreds of ingredients across their food and cleaning categories. And you could use their on-site filters to suit your lifestyle needs. Whether you're looking for organic kid snacks, low sugar alternatives, or gluten-free pantry essentials, you can curate your own shopping experience with a few clicks. When you join Thrive Market, you are also helping a family in need with their one-for-one -one membership matching program. You join, they give. Nikki, where do we get all our primal condiments? 
Thrive Market. You know it. I have actually loved so much that I have been able to transform my refrigerator, even my pantry, to healthy, low-sugar condiments. Mm -hmm. Everything in the gluten-free, Whole30 diet recommendations. Thrive Market for me is that one-stop shop where I can pick and choose all the things that are healthy for not only my kids, but for myself too. And boom, they're at my front door within days. They definitely make it super easy to stay healthy, organic, all the things that we really want in our household. One thing that Thrive Market has helped me with is I've wanted that when it comes to household cleaning items or just stuff that you actually put in your house besides consuming. And they've really helped it. I had one one of my goals this year was less plastic in my house. Thrive Market helps with that, with refillables, with what I exactly need to clean. And look, when you have kids running around, having... A company really care about the ingredients inside it. That's super important. What we're spraying on our counters, putting in our toilets, on our sheets, all of that matters. So grateful for a place like Thrive Market that really looks into ingredients and we know what we're buying. 100%. Join in on the savings with Thrive Market today and get 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. Go to thrivemarket.com slash twins for 30% off your first order plus a free $60 gift. That's T-H-R-I-V-E market.com slash twins. Thrivemarket.com slash twins. Warning, things are about to get intense. I mean, Brie and I are talking like that intense moment when the room stops, maybe time stops, when everything might be going around you, but you're looking at that one person dead in the eyes or a maple donut and <laughs> in our eyes usually I'm giving that stare down when I want to ask my husband for his credit card so I can go shopping Ooh, that is the intense that I like intense heat lasting plump from the hot new lifter plump from Maybelline New York formulated with chili pepper lifter plump delivers a heated sensation for an instant lip plumping effect that lasts. Available in eight sizzling shades. Blush, Blaze, Red Flag, Hot Honey, Coco Zing, and many more. And you know me with that red. Nothing like a red flag on my sizzling lips. Oh, we know it, girl. Can you take that heat? Find your shade at Maybelline.com or a retailer near you. Amazon shoppers get 10% off Lifter Plump purchase with code 10PLUMP for a limited time. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. You know, there is this quote that you had said, our deepest fear is not that we are inadequate. Our deepest fear is that we are powerful beyond measure. It is our light, not our darkness that most frightens us. I would love if you could explain like exactly what that means. It really okay. like, yeah, it's just so such a powerful quote. Well, thank you. That's um, uh, a paragraph from my first book called The Return to Love. And mm -hmm. the subtitle of that book is Reflections on the Principles of the Course in Miracles. So that's really where that comes from. We grow up with almost a perverse comfort zone, which is relatively small. You can only go this far. Mm -hmm. And one of the things, speaking to women like yourself, one of the things we were talking about before, this society would say, you have everything. Inhabit it and be happy. But the one thing you're not supposed to do is say, well, actually, I, I want to change the world. I want every mother to have the same opportunities my child does, or at least the opportunity for the opportunity. You know, some walls are invisible. And some chains that bind us are invisible. They're in our head. Mm -hmm. And we're afraid to go past them. And I think women particularly... You can go here, but don't go any further. And we're actually afraid to go further. And then the ego mind in all of us says something terrible will happen. 
Mm-hmm. And it takes, you know, I remember a time when we were all putting on our screensavers uh, that quote, well-behaved women rarely make history. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Because, right. and I think that we, more than men, are afraid of being embarrassed. So we're true. afraid of humiliating ourselves. Even like what you and I have been talking about, talking about how politics should put children first. That the bottom line should not be corporate profit, but the bottom line should be that first we take care of the children. Mm-hmm. First, we make sure people have the opportunities to thrive. Now, there are rooms where, you know, you and I can say it to each other and it's common sense. But there are rooms where if we were to say it, people would mock us, put us down, tell us, oh, you guys, you know, you guys, it's really great what you do with the wrestling and the podcast and all that you do and the beauty, but you really don't understand about economics. You really don't understand about politics. And really, we're getting to the point, excuse me, I'm a mother and I'm an American woman and I have my experience. Now, one of the things we're learning, though, I even read a study that was done that if somebody, and this was a gender-based study, but I think it would be true whether it were a man or a woman. If one person, like there are situations, and most of us have been in them as women, you speak up for, well, shouldn't we take care of the children first? Or shouldn't we address that with the pesticides or whatever? And people roll their eyes and mock you. And in your case, it would be something like, just stay with the beauty products, honey. And mm-hmm. they don't even have to say it. You can feel it. Am right. I wrong? Oh, oh yeah. yeah. Oh, okay. You're 100% but, right. Okay. So, but this is the deal. And I don't know, with your twin, so it's interesting. It's almost like how this would work. I'm not sure, but it probably is the same. If even one other person would say, actually, I agree with her. The system changes. Mm-hmm. And too often we hear people who say the things that we feel in our hearts need to be said, but they get mocked and we're afraid if we defend them or join them, we'll get mocked too. And that's what's got to stop. I agree. We've all got to be, I mean, there was a time when to say slavery should not exist was risky. There was a time when to say women should get a right, the right to vote was risky. But the people who have changed the world say it anyway. Yeah. I agree. Gosh, it's yeah, that's gives, so true. That gives me goosebumps. Like, that's powerful because I will say, like, being a woman, there's so many times I feel like I stand out like a sore thumb when you're walking into like board meetings and it's majority men. You already feel intimidated and small. And then exactly, you know, and you know, whatever you say, you're going to get an eye roll. You're going to get you exactly. You know? And men in suits are the worst. I agree. And exactly. But now exactly. I'm going to go in there and I'm going to stare at him and I'm going to say, I'm a mother, mother effer. <laughs> like, That's listen. Right. That's right. And an American woman. Yes. That's right. Who's living that real life. So let me That's tell you right. what. <laughs> Do you know, you know, the Dalai Lama said, although we shouldn't need any man's verification, he said, if the world is to be saved, it will be because of the Western woman. Mm, I mean, wow. I think most American women, and you are certainly an example, we have no idea the power we carry. And that's exactly what that quote means, because the whole system is predicated on our not realizing how much power we have. I agree. Gosh, I love that. And that's so true, because even, you know, at WWE, when all of us women came together is when we truly broke those barriers and gain that equality became equal to the men and it was like whoa we all just had to come together and we just did this exactly that's all we that's all we had to do yeah Yeah. and i i wish that what we did there like i could see it in other industries and i still feel there's that challenge but it's so true we are so powerful and i think secretly deep down men are scared shitless of it because they know that when when they all know what they have we're done for I totally agree with you, and I think we all know some of that stuff doesn't just come from men. I mean, misogyny is something a lot of women have internalized. Sometimes those who make it hardest for us are other women. Yes. And I think sometimes it's men who are saying, would you please step up? Because we clearly don't know what to do at this point. Yeah. Um, So it's more of an economic order than it is a gender. Yeah, that's smart. That's Which is sad. And... and it kills me when you see that because it just, it, it shouldn't be that way. But you do see that females 
prevent other females from doing good. We're all our worst enemies at times. It's like, even like when I, you know, want to look sexy and I might wear something and I go out, men don't look at me as much as a woman will and judge me. And, you know, it's, it is so weird how sometimes we can be our worst enemies. Well, one of the things that I have had to go through in my own life with so much of my experience of last year, et cetera, is, and I remember a therapist saying this to me many years ago, uh, just even in the career I had where she said, no matter what you do, no matter what you say, somebody's going to hate you. So you may as well say the thing that you know in your heart you want to say. And I, I used to say to myself, if I was sitting in the last row, let's say I was giving a talk somewhere, if I was sitting in the last row, would I respect me? Mm, wow. And I think what you both personify, of course it would bring up jealousy and judgment, et cetera, and those who haven't worked out their own issues to the point where they can celebrate. And uh, yeah, the word is celebrate you. Yeah. I Gosh, love that. It's so true. Can't make everyone love you. That is for yeah. sure. And you know, it even, it took me a while because I remember there were so many times I left situations and I'd either be in my car or somewhere and I was like, oh, why didn't you just speak up? Because now you're going to mm-hmm. all day in the next couple of weeks, just keep reliving that moment and what I wanted to exactly. say. And I was afraid to. And the day I finally did say, screw it, I'm just going to do it. And I don't care what the consequences are because really, what are they? And I remember starting to stand up for myself and voice what the, the thing I kept hearing in here, when I finally let it come out of my mouth, I just remember feeling so good and not going to my car anymore and having regret going to my car and being like, yeah, that's right. <laughs> and it's toxic to not speak your truth. It backs up. It's poisonous in a way. Yeah, I agree. And Miriam, because you are this spiritual guru, Brie and I earlier, we were talking about like, we're just so in tuned with the universe and the different stages of the moon and like we're in Mercury retrograde and what that means. Do you take that with you like in what you do? Um, I mean, as like an author and, you know, politics, do you see like, okay, this is the energy right now? Of you course. Know? Yeah. Of course I do. But you know, um, the yoga teacher might know yoga, but still the yoga teacher has to do yoga. Mm-hmm. to actually get the benefits of yoga. So I feel kind of like a yoga teacher of consciousness. I go through the moves or, or, or an, uh, what's, what's the word I want? It's not athletics. It's aerobics teacher mm. of consciousness. The aerobics teacher is going through the moves his or herself. And that's why, how they stay in shape. So I know a lot of these principles that you're talking about because I'm quite a bit older than you. You know, I've just been around longer. I started reading all the things you're talking about back in the 1970s. But still, how long you've been reading something or how much you know it intellectually has nothing to do with whether or not you practice it at any given moment. So I have to work to stay in shape with this stuff as much as the next person does. I mean, my life works really well when I practice what I preach. But when I don't practice it, the fact that I know something intellectually doesn't mean anything. Yeah. Gosh, yeah, I mean, that's gosh, so, that's so true. true. Cause I've just learned that in athletics. And so, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, I mean, you actually have to, I don't care. You know, you never, I mean, you would certainly know that you don't get to say I'm in shape. I don't have to work out anymore. I was in, a, you know, I was in great physical condition a year yeah. ago, so I don't have to worry about it anymore. Right. It's almost like when you get to the top of your game, you have to work harder. To yes. Stay there. Yes. Yeah. And also it's just like there's physical gravity. There's psychological gravity. There's emotional gravity. And you have to work those muscles. Keep them up or they're headed down. I don't know how old you guys are. I don't know if you've reached the age yet where you start seeing it coming down if you're not holding it up. But you've both been pregnant, so I know you know. I'm sure your bodies are, you know, getting (laughs) right back. But you know what I mean. No, totally. I was looking at that yesterday. I'm like, where did my butt go? Like, Uh, I swear it was there. Oh, just wait a few years. Oh, yeah. yeah. And then I told my sister, I'm like, can you get Botox under your eyes? Because I find (laughs) all these wrinkles under my eyes that I never had. (laughs) Oh, it's all parts of your body that you can't even believe. Like, and and then the fat gets put different places. Like, I don't (laughs) want that on my waist, but where did it go on my feet, on the bottom of my feet that used to be? (laughs) It's not so hard to walk. Yeah, I love that. Okay, so I have to ask you 
about this rumor. Is it true that Laura Dern was your roommate? Yeah. In, yeah. That is so cool. Yeah. That's awesome. I think I was, I was about 31 years old and she was 18 and her mother called me and said that she wanted to come live with me. And I remember it so well. I, uh, I opened the door and she was on the sidewalk. She was 18. She went, hi, I'm Laura Dern. Oh my and, gosh. Uh, <laughs> she was as marvelous when she was 18 years old as she is today. What a, what a person. Do you, so I it's been wonderful that. seeing her become really this, you know, I think one of America's great actresses, but oh, she yeah. was just such a stunning human being many, many years before she was, I mean, she was getting started in her acting career already, you know, wanted to, and her parents were both actors, are both actors, mm-hmm. but uh, yeah, she's a beautiful person, beautiful person. Oh, I love I that. Love that. It's funny because how you say how she says that, I could imagine Picture, her, right? Because like the character she plays, yeah, exactly saying yeah. it like that. <laughs> and as we, you know, wrap up this just great conversation, you know, I feel like everyone keeps saying like, oh, there has to be more bad to come um, to finish off 2020. Oh, I, God. You know, and <laughs> I kind of disagree. I feel like maybe we're, there's good to come, but what would you say to our listeners who kind of just are riding this wave of 2020? What kind of spiritual intake can they like walk away with of just like to feel good about ending this year? Have hope. Well, first of all, I'm not sure that this is a moment to feel good. Something very sad is happening. And it's kind of like we were talking about mothers. If God forbid something to happen to one of our children, that day, we wouldn't feel good. Yeah. We have we have taken over the last few years this cheap yellow smiley face. Let's be happy. Let's be happy. Let's always feel good. Well, we're adults. We're not children. Mm-hmm. And like I said before, the only way children get to be children is if we get to be adults. We want to protect our children from a sense that anything bad's going on. But the only way we can do that is if we handle what bad is going on, right? It's true. They get to not be involved with it. We don't. So first of all, this is a very sober and sobering moment. So that's first of all, to not try to hold it at bay. Okay. Now, this too shall pass. My feeling about the long term, like I said, we had slavery in this country, but we abolished it. Women were institutionally oppressed but they passed the uh, uh, 19th Amendment. There was segregation, but then they desegregated. We will get there, I believe, in us. Long term, I think we're all going to be better people and we're going to be a better country, long term. Short term and middle term, we, we all have work to do in whatever way we feel internally guided. And this election is extremely important. But the work is going to continue long past this election. Uh, We need a season of repair. We need to repair our democracy in ways that that we've talked about. Just as some people would put hate out there in ways that are absolutely horrifying, we need to put love out there. Way more people love than hate in this country and in this world. But those who hate right now hate with conviction. And they're Mm -hmm. serious. And they're getting together and they're speaking it. Well, we need to love with conviction. You know, those who hate have a worldview, and they have made it clear they are going to effectuate that worldview. Well, those of us who love, we need to get serious now, and we need to effectuate a worldview. So I don't think this is a moment really to be looking to feel good, except in the ultimate sense, if you have any kind of faithful perspective, love's going to prevail. Mm -hmm. But, you know, just like in the Bible, there's three days between the crucifixion and the resurrection. In the Old Testament, there's 40 years in the the desert between slavery of the Israelites and the promised land. That three days and 40 years are symbols for how long it takes to get from the condition of lovelessness to the condition of love. God himself, however you conceive of all that, has already determined we're going to get there. How long it takes and how much suffering has to happen first is completely up to us. Wow. Yeah. That's so, that's powerful. And that's beautiful too. And I agree with you. Gosh, thank you so much, Marianne. This has been such oh, thank a you. pleasure. It's, it's so nice to meet you. So thank you so much for having me and all mm. my very best. You know, my daughter is 30 and she's engaged to be married. 
So Aww. I'm, uh, yeah. Aww. So I'm looking forward to the possibility of being a grandmother whenever that moment comes. So oh, all my best yeah. to you well, and to your family. Congratulations! Yes, you. you too. Oh, thank you so much. Thank you so much. God yes. bless you guys. Oh my goodness, that was so amazing. I hope you all got a lot out of that. Like I did, Brie, can you believe she was on our podcast? I know. I actually feel super honored. And I think too, it's so nice to talk to women like that because I feel like you walk away ready to go. Like you're just ready for life. And I feel like now tomorrow, no one better step in my way because I'm a mother and I'm a woman and I have a lot to say. Yeah, girl. And I have to say, Marianne made me feel like an official podcaster. It's just amazing to get badass women like that on here. We're just all very lucky right now. That was really cool. And I also feel like, too, it's important, like she said, to be honest with what's going on because we do have to go through hard times to get to the good times. And it's okay for there to be hard times as long as we know, you know, the good is going to come. We just have to be the ones to bring it. So we're all in charge of how long it'll take to get there. Let's just all get there together, guys. You know, that's right. Make sure to keep tweeting us your questions for Bella Army Q&A with the hashtag Bella's podcast. And call us at 833-Q-Bella's to ask us for on-air advice in our segment, Dear Bella's. Yes, and please show us some love by rating the show, leaving a review, and hitting subscribe. And we have an Instagram exclusively dedicated to the Bella's podcast, so make sure to follow us at The Bella's Podcast. Until next week, remember to stay fearless. And you'll always go Brie mode if you drink along with us. See you next Wednesday. And as Birdie likes to say, bye-bye. The legends are true. Overwhelming power. The sauce of destiny. Yes! The most legendary sauce has arrived as McDonald's transforms into the anime world of McDonald's. The greatest flavors unite in all new savory chili McDonald's sauce to make your 10-piece nuggets, fries, and Sprite ultra-powerful. Unlock manga comics with every meal and sit down for a new anime short every week only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba, go! I participate in McDonald's for a limited time while supplies last. Your business was humming, but now you're falling behind. Your teams are buried in manual work, tasks are taking forever to complete, and getting one source of truth is like pulling teeth. If this is you, then you should know these three numbers, 37,000. That's the number of businesses that have upgraded to NetSuite by Oracle. NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system, streamlining accounting, financial management, inventory, HR, and more. 25. NetSuite turns 25 this year. That's 25 years of helping businesses do more with less, close their books in days, not weeks, and drive down costs. One, because your business is one of a kind. Get a customized solution for all your key performance indicators in one efficient system with one source of truth. Manage risk, get reliable forecasts, and improve margins. With NetSuite, it's everything you need to grow, all in one place. Get your business back to the greatness where it belongs. Learn more at netsuite.com slash podcast 25.